Hello there, this is Dave Allen for EV20 Questions and let's talk about my continuing EV journey in Spain. But before that, let's give a shout out to Byron Dythrick. Well, Rapidgate's not bothering me, like I mentioned in this podcast. And thanks for the tip about charging before 30% because it will let you charge faster down the road. Hi there, and thanks for listening to the podcast. Well, I've had a Nissan Leaf for over a year and a half now, and I still love the car. It's brilliant. I've done over 30,000 kilometers in that time, and I still go out just to enjoy the driving experience sometimes, or just go and spend some time in the car because it's just a nice place to be. Yesterday, for instance, I went out to the local town just to plug in, partly because it was cold in the house, and if I'm sitting in the car, I've got a nice heated rear seat. <laughs> rear seat, as in my bottom. And uh, I've got uh, the heating of the car as well. Well, I'm actually putting in some juice in the car at the same time because uh, when I do that, usually it's the best thing to do is to go and plug it into a charging point and get some charge in the car as well as um, get some heat into my body. So that was quite good. I did it yesterday. Um, it was a bit strange actually because while I was sitting there, there was a guy came up with his uh, Renault Zoe and he got a card. And for some reason or other, he said he wasn't working, so he asked if he could uh, use my card to log his car in which i didn't mind because i've got the barcelona live card which means that it's free to use this charger uh, but i don't know he just messed it all up um he took my card i shouldn't have given him the heart card i didn't want to get the car really that's what it was but i gave him the card to go and sort of uh, put it onto the machine and then he went and pressed the button on my side because there was two points and basically what that did was to turn my charging off so that annoyed me so then we had to sort of uh, try and set it back up again. So we, he used uh, my card to um, start his going, and then mine wouldn't start. So it took about five minutes to get this organised and plugging my car out and plugging it back in again. And I think it was a case of waiting for the system to reboot itself and start allowing my car to be used again on this one machine. So I learnt a lesson there, and um, I was trying to be nice to somebody. And next time, uh, no, don't be nice. If someone wants to plug in their car, I'll help them if they haven't got a card at all and I'm finished and I'm, I'm going, heading out of my way, that I don't mind doing. But if it's a case where my car is being charged and um, he's going to sort of mess it up my charging and uh, get his car on charge, that's not going to work. I'm not going to do that again. I, mean, I don't mind looking after other people. When I was in um, a place called Set not long ago on my journey to Arles in France, I um, was able to help someone out by um, plugging their car in for them, a Nissan Leaf. I was uh, charging up, I was actually asleep inside the car, and he uh, left his uh, charge port open. So I took the hint, and uh, when I finished uh, charging, I plugged his car in, so that was great. And it was able to be done because it was a uh, on free vend. Normally I have to pay on those particular charges, but for some reason or other it was uh, on free vend, and uh, I uh, plugged him in. So that was my last trip uh, up to France, and I'll talk about that in a minute. Now, uh, since uh, the last podcast, I've been out on a, another trip up to Los Angeles, and uh, this time I had a better, a better situation all round. It had to be good because I've got my, uh, my family with me. My um, son came over with his two children, so my grandchildren were in, in with us as well. So uh, I planned it better. So I went up to... 
Uh, Figueres, first of all, I was able to get some charge in there. Good place to get some charge. It's uh, it's only about 70 kilometres from where I live, but it's a good place to stop and just sort of top it up, you know, and uh, have a 10-minute, 15-minute break along the way. And then the next place we went to was in Perpignan. Now, in Perpignan, there's the Nissan dealer, which I can charge for free. But I wanted to actually try out the other place at uh, the Ocean Supermarket. Now, there's a huge big car park, and the first time I went in there, it took me ages to find it in the huge car park. There's just the one rapid charger in the car park, and I, I'm starting to think that there should be more uh, destination chargers in places like this. It was um, the uh, Type 2 chargers, where you can plug in and just get a wee bit of charge for a couple of hours, you know, while you're in the shopping centre, you know. On this uh, particular journey, we uh, got up there, and there was a Tesla who's plugged in. It was a Tesla Model X, a French fella. Um, well, it was in Perpignan, so it was to be a French fellow, wasn't it? It could have been anyone mine, but he was. So uh, I had to wait for him to uh, finish doing a bit of charging, and he wasn't in a particular hurry. I uh, eventually got plugged in, and I was able to get the half an hour, 40 minutes on there that I needed to give me enough juice for getting up top of the mountain. So uh, the plan went really well. I uh, got plenty of charging on that charger in Ocean, in the supermarket in Perpignan. And then from there, we sort of continue the journey. And the next stop, where is a place where we like to stop, it's a little fortified ancient old village called Villefranche de Conflant. So we pulled in there. Actually, thinking about it, the journey to that place was terrible. Um, we was um, having to do a detour off the main road because the uh, main road was being, uh, being fixed. And we went along this sort of uh, single track road well, a single track for a lot of it, or a very narrow road, and there were French drivers coming the other way, and oh my goodness, I was um, holding on to my breath because there was um, not much I could um, do about keeping on the road. There was uh, not much space over to the left, and there's a drop-off on the other side because it was sort of a mountainous region. I was so, so glad to get that finished because I thought, I'm either going to get my car scraped or I'm going to get run off the road. So anyway, we got into this place, Villa Franche, and I was able to plug it in there and using my Revio card. I was, um, I, I was, I can plug in there, stay there for about an hour and um, enjoy the little sort of stay there. Uh, it's a lovely place, it really is. One of the things I like to do there is like to get a, uh, a lovely quiche, a vegetarian quiche. And really really tasty and i was looking forward to this and you know what because of this detour there wasn't enough traffic going past the place they decided to close it <laughs> i was not having a good day that day was i uh, for luck and um uh, things like that anyway so anyway we stayed at this place for a little while there and i was able to uh, then have enough plenty sort of juice for driving up to the top of the mountain to the campsite at les anglers where we'd booked a couple of these cabins so it was a really nice place to stay been there lots of times before and it was great to have my family there with us i went and asked the people there because they know us quite well because been there so many times if i could plug in the car and they said yes no problem you can use one of the um the charging posts posts that are there for the campers so i tried it and it didn't work it kept blowing the fuse so uh, i had to go back to her and say look it's not working can i just plug it into the um the electric on the cabin so uh, eventually she said yes. I mean, she wasn't she wasn't that, she wasn't unhappy about it, but it's not something they do normally, and she wasn't quite used to it. So I was able to plug in there overnight, and I was able to have 
uh, usually the granny charger. I'm glad I had it with me, the cable. So we plugged in there and uh, a couple of times. In fact, I didn't really have to use it much because what was up there, we didn't sort of go to sort of many places in the car just to go to some of the wee small places locally to uh, find places to go for walks. I didn't actually use a lot of juice from the uh, log, log cabin, so it was quite good. Any case, in Les Anglers, there's another place there as well where I could use the Revio card. If I parked there and uh, did it overnight, it was only going to cost me around about two euros at the most anyway, so I was covered. So that was that trip, and coming back home again, it was uh, no problem because we came back uh, coming down the mountain, filled the car up with um, uh, self-charging. It was self-charging because um, I don't have to put any um, petrol into it, not like those Toyotas where they only self-charge if you put petrol in there, which means they're not really self-charging at all. Um, Toyota, stop being silly. So anyway, let's get on to this uh, latest journey that we did to uh, Arles in France. It was great. Absolutely really enjoyed it. And... Uh, the idea was to go to a uh, quarry where they have this thing called Carrière de Lumière. And it's a slideshow, movie sort of show, where they sort of project onto a whole lot of walls in this sort of huge cavernous sort of, um, kind of like a cave, really. Um, it's a bit cool in there. You need to have some good footwear and um, wear a coat as well. Uh, it's not very cold in there because I mean usually when you go underground the temperature like is fairly constant like not like outside. It'd be great in the summertime actually. It'd be a great place to go in the summertime and cool down. You know when it's really sort of hot in the south of France. Anyway, you go into this place and they sort of show all these sort of pictures on the walls. There was actually a Japanese art exhibition for for the first part of it, and then it uh, went to the Van Gogh light show, which is what we went for. And it was great. Um, they show these pictures and they're huge sort of walls. There must be five, six metres, maybe even eight metres tall. And uh, they, they sort of uh, project onto the floor as well. And it really feels like you're inside the mind of the artist, which uh, in the case of being inside the mind of Van Gogh is a bit scary. <laughs> I mean, he did cut off part of his ear after all to give as a present to um, the... Um, Lady of the Night, shall we say, who was uh, more interested in Gauguin. Anyway, that's another story. So that was uh, great. We really enjoyed that. But let's talk about the journey to there. So I pulled into uh, Figueres and I wasn't able to charge there because the uh, DC charger wasn't working. The uh, fella inside the sales of the Nissan dealership was telling us because people don't look after the, the uh, cable and they drop it on the floor. I'm thinking that would be a good idea in some of these places where they put, um, you know, these sort of floors that you get in the children's playgrounds that are made out of rubber, that things bounce, the children bounce when they fall on them. It would be good to put that uh, around these um, these charging points so that if someone does drop the uh, the, the cable with the, the, the big Chatamo sort of plug at the end of it, that it wouldn't get damaged. Now, there's an idea. I must suggest that somewhere. After we stopped in Figueres and wasn't able to charge, we continued on, didn't stop in um, Perpignan this time, and went to a place just the other side of Perpignan, a place called Reef Salt. And there's a charger there at a petrol station, and uh, Glyn Hudson, who drives an ENV 200 campervan, he used it on his way down from Wales. I mean, that's a really small battery he's got on there, but he managed to drive from Wales all the way down to Valencia to go and do some climbing. 
He said it was free in his, um, in his blog or his, uh, his Twitter feed. So I thought, well, I'll give that a try. And it was at a petrol station. And it was correct. There was no charge. So I plugged in there and it didn't work at first. Uh, I didn't know what was going on. I was getting the same sort of message on the machine as I was getting in Figueres. And I was starting to think, well, maybe the problem was with the car and not with the, uh, the, the machines. I thought, well, let's just try on the uh, AC charger. So that worked. Thought well, if I do that, it's going to take forever for getting enough charge in there to get to the next charging point. So, I thought well, I'll, I'll give the uh, the other the other um, DC connection a try again, and lo and behold, I plugged it in again, and I was able to get started with the um, DC connector using Chadamo. So I was uh, happy about that. So I was able to stay there for about uh, you know, half an hour or so to be able to have plenty in there. Our next stop was a place called Set. And it was another Ocean supermarket, and it wasn't too difficult to find where the charge was in the car park because the car park wasn't too large. I knew it was not going to be in one of the uh, the upstairs sort of uh, the parts of the car park. It was going to be on the ground floor somewhere. So I just uh, whizzed around there, and when I pulled in, first of all, there was a Tesla Model X was in the bay next to the charging bay, and there was a Renault Zoe in the charging bay. The Tesla pulled out, and I was able to pull in. Uh, but I couldn't do anything until the uh, Renault Zoe moved out because he was using the CCS charging uh, thing there. Uh, fortunately, I had to wait about five minutes for the owner to return and I could plug in. Now, at this charger, I was plugged in for about 40 minutes and I got the battery level up to about 90%. And I was about 10 minutes longer there than I expected to be because I fell asleep in the passenger seat while charging. So Rapidgate never ever bothers me because I need to have some rest when I'm driving. And um, if it takes a little bit longer on a second uh, charge, no worries. Um, anyway, so I um, got plenty in there and I was able to do a favour to the uh, Nissan Leaf driver because he, uh, he left his charge port open and I was able to plug him in. And the uh, machine was on free vent and even though I forgot uh, RFID cards, which would have worked the machine, it wouldn't have been necessary. And if I'd have used my RFID card for that machine anyway, um, it wouldn't have been any good because he wouldn't have been able to stop the machine when it finished charging with because he wouldn't have my card with him because I'd be gone. So that's the thing with um, using your card for somebody else. If you're going to do it, then you need to be able. To, you you got to be stick around until they finish charging as well, and that's not really going to work, is it? So the next stop was the hotel in Arles. We didn't need to stop in um, Montpellier or Nîmes, and we arrived at the place with about thirty percent of the battery. Now I didn't plan this, but there was a Nissan dealer just around the corner from the hotel. Um, I thought I was going to be using a charger just uh, down near to the river, but uh, more about that later. Um, more hotels are going to have to start in installing these destination chargers. And the uh, next time I go travelling, I'm going to choose a hotel that's got a charger, because it's kind of silly not to. Either that, I'm going to have to say, well, look, I want a hotel that's on the ground floor and near to the car park, because then I could run a cable out the window and uh, charge up overnight. And that wouldn't be the greatest sort of thing to do for, for security because uh, you'd have to leave your window open all night to put a cable out there. But still, it'd be something that you could do in a, in, if, if needed. So anyway, I didn't get any charging at the hotel, but the, uh, the Nissan dealer was just around the corner. Um, I got there about six o'clock in the evening and I was uh, signing into the hotel and stuff. And then having a little bit of a walk around, walk around to the Nissan dealer and they are closing at seven o'clock. So it wasn't enough time for me to go back there with the car and put it on charge for a wee while. Which is a shame because it would have been good to um, get some charging ready for going to the uh, exhibition in the, uh, this place we're going to have to drive like uh, 
or less than 20 kilometers to get to the uh, the Van Gogh exhibition. Anyway, so uh, the next morning I was able to get into the Nissan dealers about nine o'clock, plug it in, and I was there for about half an hour, long enough to get enough into the battery. I could have done with a bit more, but uh, I wanted to get to this um, exhibition in good time, so I didn't know how parking was going to be and whatever. I'd booked a time. I'd booked to be in there for eleven o'clock. Brilliant exhibition. I loved it. I'd recommend it. Um, this uh, Van Gogh exhibition is on there until. I think it was sometime in March or April. Then after that, they're going to do um, Salvador Dali, which would be kind of nice. So after exploring the uh, exhibition, went to um, have a, we wandered around that area. There was a castle there, but it was, the parking was terrible, so I decided not to bother. Went back into um, Arles, because I thought, well, Arles is going to be a nice little city to have a look around. Then it wasn't bad. There's a couple of uh, Roman sort of uh, ruins there. One was a small sort of amphitheatre, and then there's another big sort of arena sort of thing there, which um, has been used for various things over the year. I mean, it's, a it's amazing, really, that these sort of Roman sort of places have survived this long. I mean, obviously, um, over the years, the town has sort of pulled part of it down to use the, uh, the stone for building other things. But for about 100 years now, they've been building it back up again, doing it so that uh, it could be used as it was supposed to be used in the first place. And they've got sort of uh, some extra sort of uh, seating in there. And then they use it for maybe music events or whatever else. And in the past, it's been used as a bull ring where they torture bulls. And this is something I hate to see. I, I would never go to one in Spain because it's a disgusting, terrible th uh, thing to do, sort of uh, torturing a bull to death for entertainment. I don't like that. And that's something that I used to do in this uh, this bull ring area. But now they use it for music events, and it'd be great in the summertime. It'd be a good thing to go there and uh, see some sort of um, entertainment. So that was all. It was a very nice place to have a wander around, and I really liked it. Now, the next day was a Sunday, and I was hoping to get charged up at this uh, charger, which is by the river. And it was one of the same sort of, I don't know actually if it was the same thing, it was a network of chargers. But anyway, I've got a, I'd got a couple of cards that were supposed to work with it. And you know what? Both of the cards actually worked and said that they'd sort of recognised the card. All I needed to do was plug in. And then I plugged in and nothing happened. I mean, I've even got a bill from the, um, the Revio charging sort of thing, which is one of the cards I tried. And it said uh, zero, um, zero euros because it didn't uh, take any electricity. So that was disappointing. There was two charges there. I actually enjoyed, tried the one of them. But I still had enough uh, battery in there that I could get to where I wanted to go to on my day of travelling, which is to go to a place called La Grande Motte. And you know what? I was unsuccessful again. Sort of I was unsuccessful doubly. Because I hadn't been able to go into the Nissan Daily because it was Sunday and it was closed. I couldn't get charged up at this other one next to the river because of those problems. So Sunday, not a good day travelling. What I should have done was I should have gone back to the hotel and said, look, book me in for another night. So I should have stayed there until Monday and then Monday morning I could have gone into the Nissan dealer and get fully charged and have plenty of uh, juice in the, in the battery for, for, for my travels. So my wife wanted to have a look around the uh, the area, the wetlands next to the coast. There was sort of um, a natural sort of environment area which we could have gone and had a look around. But I didn't want to do it and we couldn't do it because we need to make sure we got enough juice to get to La Grande Motte or to the next place in Montpellier if Grand Motte wasn't working. And as it happened, Grand Motte wasn't working. There was two chargers on plug share and the one we tried, there was nothing there. 
And then I didn't really want to go down to the other end of town because I was thinking, well, if I go down to the other end of town, I could waste some juice, go and try and find another one. And I'm better off going towards Montpellier where there was another choice of um, an Ocean supermarket or there was another one as well which I could have used. So that was kind of disappointing, not to go and have a look at this area of natural beauty. So uh, I drove around the car park twice at La Grande Marte. So I went up and down the road a couple of times and then I said knickers to it and I got back into my car and headed off to uh, Montpellier. And in Montpellier, um, the uh, supermarket was easy to find. I got into the car parking area and the charger was easy to find. Uh, there was a Renault Zoe that was plugged in and I only waited 10 minutes and the woman came back and uh, had a little conversation with her. Not very well because my French isn't good, but... Um, she unplugged and I was able to plug in and I was able to sit there and uh, get some charging. And it was very quiet and uh, very pleasant to sit there, had a little bit of a snack because the, um, there was the supermarket there. We'd get some little uh, tasty tasty morsels to keep us going. And it was great. No, no problem at all. So because my wife wasn't very happy, we had to look to uh, do something that uh, could make her happy. And there was a SeaWorld Aquarium in Montpellier, which we would go to instead. And you know what they say? Happy wife, happy life. So we went there and it was great. I enjoyed seeing all the fish, the manta ray, the sharks. There was other sort of things. It was brilliant. It was um, it was good. Now, what I would like to have seen is a whole bunch of uh, destination charges at the car park for this place um, because we had to pay to use the car park in there. And it would have been a good place to have some Type 2 charges in there. I mean, it wasn't just the aquarium. There was other things there. There was restaurants and entertainment bits and bobs. So it was disappointing that there was no Type 2 charge, destination charge in there, and I think there should have been. And uh, we're going to have to see more of this sort of thing, destination charges in all sorts of places, whether you have to pay for them or not. And it would have been good to see some um, charges there from the Revio uh, network, which I've got the card for. Moving on to uh, Reef Salt again. So a nice little drive back down the motorway to uh, Reef Salt. It was easy going. I sticked the car at uh, 104 kilometres per hour hour uh, which is relaxing and it's just fast enough that there's every now and again you have to do a bit of overtaking just so that you're not completely bored by sitting there and having everything overtaking you so you have to do a bit of thinking along the way as well so it's okay i mean if you're going too slow and you're just sitting in the, in the, in the slow lane you'd have to do any overtaking it gets boring so if you put it just a little bit over the 100 kilometers uh, mark then it gives it a bit of interest as well so I arrived to this uh, reef salt and I wasn't disappointed, but I kind of expected because it was Sunday and a lot of people were travelling. The uh, motorway was fairly busy, but there was a Nissan Leaf there. It was a 30 kilowatt hour Nissan Leaf and I got chatting to the driver and I had a fairly decent chat with him, even it was in French as well. And he's at 74% with his battery and he told me it was going to be another 10 minutes. 25 minutes later, I had to remind him, point him at a watch and say, come on, get move on. And uh, he was just being cheeky using the free electricity. And there was a Tesla part next to him. And this Tesla, I think it was Model S. I can't remember now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Model S. And this Tesla had been sitting there for, oh, goodness, how long? I mean, I did look at the uh, thing. I think it must have been about 20 hours or something like that. It'd been there for ages. And he was just being cheeky. I think he was using the hotel next to this uh, um, petrol station. And while we was there, I, he came back and had a look at the car. He was uh, driving a Mercedes, in, uh, maybe it was a French car or something like that. He came, looked at the car and buggered off again. Eventually, this, this Nissan Leaf got out of the way and I was able to get in there. 
Now, while I've been waiting to get in there and the Nissan Leaf, get this Nissan Leaf out of the way, there was another um, nice Tesla that came. It was a Model 3, a blue one. A young driver, he looked like he hadn't had it for long. And after seeing the way he was using the facilities there, the, the, the charger, I'm, I'm sure he hadn't got the car for very long. So anyway, as I was about to uh, pull in there, he started saying, oh, please let me in, let me in. I want to go first up in Wales. I said, look, I was here first. I'm going in next and you can't uh, jump the queue. And he pulled a little bit of a face, but I was uh, I had the right there to uh, go in next. So uh, I got in there, plugged in. About sort of 10 minutes later, the um, the Tesla, the your first Tesla, moved. So that left the uh, the, the charging bay free and the uh, second Tesla, the blue one, pulled into the spot. And you know what? The guy was an idiot. So first of all, he decided that he wanted to use the CCS. And uh, most of us know that uh, when the uh, one uh, cable has been used, and I was using the Chatamo, the CCS isn't going to work. The other DC charging is not going to function. So if it had any sense, he'd have picked up the AC charger that the, uh, the other fella had been using and plugged in and got a bit of charge of that while I was um, charging my uh, Nissan Leaf. No, he didn't do that. So what he was doing, he was banging the... Um, side of the charger he was uh, hitting it with his fist and he was <laughs> it was kind of funny actually sort of if you have if you ever watch the video that's on the um the web my web page uh, here for this uh, podcast you'll see the video because I, I got the the car started my my uh, car was uh, switched on which meant that the uh, dash cam was working so i was able to pull the video off that and put it into the video that i've um, put into this um blog post so there he was bashing away and I would have been annoyed actually if he'd have been bashing away at it and stopped my car from charging which could have happened he could have uh, damaged the machine in some way or other because he was bashing it so much it didn't and um, I just let him go on his way I didn't have any more contact with him because I'd have been talking to an idiot and there's no point in talking to idiots is there so anyway back onto the motorway and I got uh, plenty of juice in the car by then and I was, I was able to drive all the way home with it I did give myself the option of stopping in Girona or even Figueres because there was two other charging points I could have used in Figueres if the Nissan data wasn't working. There are two rapids there, but I didn't uh, didn't really want to do that and didn't need to, so I just kept going. I thought, well, I'll pull into Girona and ch charge there because there's um, two rapids in Girona that would have been open, ready for using if I needed them. But in the end, I thought, no, I'll just continue home because I've got plenty. And when I got back home, I think I had sort of about 20 something percent in the car so it was great um the whole trip was about 800 kilometers i can't remember the exact figure now but it was something like that it was 780 90 something like that it was more or less um it's more or less 800 kilometers it was okay it could have been better in terms of charging up i mean i could have um had a hotel that got a charging point i could have um you know woke up in the morning with 100 percent in the car or I could have had um, better access to the Nissan dealer, or that other charger next to the river in Isle could have been working for me, or I could have had less problems uh, having or less time waiting to use the uh, charging reef salt. We need more infrastructure. There's got to be more of these uh, Type 2 um, destination chargers. We've got to have more sort of places where you can pull in and have um, like a bank of rapid chargers available, a whole sort of like... Like in these superchargers. Why wouldn't these Tesla drivers using superchargers rather than going into this place in Result, which was not specifically for Tesla drivers? Huh? What was going on there then? 
So we need more um, infrastructure. And there are times when I'm thinking, okay, well, my Nissan Leaf, it's great, I love it, and it's a brilliant car, and it fits in with my sort of driving generally, but I do, I'm still having to do a little bit too much planning. I'm li li relying a little bit too much on luck that when I get to a place, the charger is working. When I get to a place, the charger is actually there and not sort of been, um, uh, not been sort of ghosted in there in the uh, plug share application. I'd like to see some improvements. And I suppose over the next 18 months, things are going to get better. I mean, I have seen improvements here in Spain, for instance. I mean, when I first got the car, I wouldn't have been able to do a drive to Madrid very easily. Driving to Zaragoza would have been okay. Going from Zaragoza on the A2 down towards Madrid, I'd have been stuck because that uh, that journey just wouldn't have been possible. But now there's two rapid chargers on that road. About halfway, I'd be able to I'd be able to do the journey without problems. Um, as long as these rapid chargers are working, of course. But um, let's uh, let's 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 be um, optimistic and expect that they would. You do need to have a plan B and sometimes even a plan C for those times where the chargers are not behaving themselves. So this is Dave Allen for EV20 Question, just sort of having a wee bit of chat about um, what things are like owning a Nissan Leaf and doing trips. Um, I haven't got any big trips planned for the moment. I uh, could do without going out and trying out a couple of more of those um, chargers down in Barcelona. The next thing uh, I've got sort of um, lined up is when I go to the airport at the end of February I'm gonna to have to sort of uh, probably leave the, leave the car there because I arrive back in Barcelona after my trip um, I'm going to Dubai and I arrive back in Barcelona at uh, one o'clock in the morning so I need to uh, drive my car down there to because uh, there'll be no transport back here otherwise so anyway bye bye now talk to you again soon and uh, Keep up uh, the interest in electric cars if you haven't got one and uh, try and make some plans to get yourself an electric car because it is the future now and it is the way to travel. And if you've got a Nissan Leaf or if you've got a Tesla, keep enjoying it. If you've got another electric car, keep enjoying it. And there are times when I think, well, maybe I'd like to have a Tesla because uh, it's given me that much extra bit of range there or even the, uh, the latest uh, Nissan Leaf, but you don't need to be spending more money. For the most part, I'm sorted. Bye-bye now.